and welcome into a, another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the game live and loud, and you can do that on Sunday afternoon when we take on the Cowboys, which we are going to preview tonight, and of course, MG Pump Solutions. Uh, Big Shane did promise today, uh, he sent me a message, he said he'll come Come back on soon. He's trying to work up the uh, the courage to yeah, get back on the show. Not the courage, just the uh, the motivation is probably a better word. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe the Benji and Robbie news can um, yeah convince Shane to start uh, talking footy again. But we've got the the trio tonight. Uh, and give us a follow on the socials at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter if you want to support and take part in the show. Uh, yeah, the Discord, and join our Discord. The Discord's been firing off a lot uh, lately, and the guys, I mean, even helping building the slideshow today, I even pulled a few stuff that the guys were posting in there today. They actually, they're actually helping me um, build build the show up before we uh, go go live at air. We don't miss miss a single thing. So, um, yeah, patreon.com forward slash Westlife and YouTube. I can see that uh, people trickling in on the live stream on YouTube. Please, yeah, subscribe, like, and notifications on so you don't miss a, uh, a show on there. Um, yeah, well, I've got my uh, my usual sidekicks with me tonight. I'll go to Mr. Bashara first. Uh, Rob, how are you on a Thursday evening? And um, this won't make... It's probably a bad comment to say for people listening back, but it might be bad in hindsight. But uh, para losing always starts the weekend off nicely as well. Yeah. Good evening, Josh. Good day, Tiger buddies. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy game. Started started off four 0 para, and it's just been all Brisbane after that. So they're running away with it. I think twenty two to four with a kick to come and a man in the sin bin for para. So yeah, not looking too good. Maybe Mitch Moses does want to come back home. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, and he's all the way back in Orange. Um, we did the show uh, all together. It was nice of as to um, yeah come in Sydney and we could yeah have our three three Pete around the table and yeah have a show in the in the same room. But um, he's back back in countryside. Uh, hope you had a safe trip back. As how are you on the Thursday evening? Thanks, Josh. Yeah, it was a nice trip back kind of boring um usually is often i'd be heading back on a weekend or something so i'd have some footy to listen to on the radio but nope it was a quiet one so i um i was streaming some podcasts for my travel entertainment uh speaking of the game that's on now um i was saying to the guys off off air before we came on i'm quite happy with my upset tip so far it's looking not too shabby uh but and- yeah it's uh nice to watch games and not have to worry about the Tigers until, you know, last game of the round. Other than this one, of course, what podcasts, what are your go-to podcasts, Aaron? Uh, I listen to a lot of Reddit stories. So people posting or reading out, like narrating stories from Reddit. So there's a few of those that I really listen to. Really? I didn't even know that was a thing. It is, yeah. I listen I listen to this one called R Slash is probably my most common one. So he Yeah, right. He's a, he's he's good at it. Brings a lot of entertainment to them. So um mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't get to spend as much time listening to this podcast anymore. I've been on it too often. Yeah, you've been on it. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's the point? It kind of ruins it for you, doesn't it? Um, plenty to talk about. We'll talk about the game itself, but we've got a fair fair amount of news to get to uh, tonight, including a pretty interesting interview by Mr. Sheens, who unfortunately uh, has contracted COVID along with Naughty Kamali. But... Um, yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. Lowell grades, pretty quickly for Lowell grades this, this weekend, uh, none. Literally no Lowell grades. New South Wales <laughs> Cup and Jersey Flag have a bye. And, of course, our New South Wales women's uh, premiership women, they won the comp last week, and we'll repeat that every single week. Uh, give the girls a shout-out. Just out. think, Josh, this time next year we'll be preparing and very excited for our inaugural NRLW season. Can't wait, yeah. Uh. Right, so we'll move on to uh, the news. Now, Cameron, we'll just, look, we won't dwell on this one. We, we had to touch on it. It doesn't involve us at all, uh, really. But Cam Serraldo uh, has apparently, apparently he's going to. It's not, not official, um, but it seems pretty likely he's going to coach the Bulldogs next year. Uh, he said no to us. That's why we're talking about it. So, Rob, uh, are, are you? I tweeted out on the Westlife Pod uh, Twitter that it's kind of a little bit embarrassing for us that someone's chosen the Bulldogs, not necessarily because it'd be a good thing to have him as coach, because who knows, maybe he, he works out, maybe he doesn't. But the fact that he chose the Bulldogs and not us, I mean, who knows? Maybe they, they maybe they offered a lot more money. I I, I don't know, but. Is it embarrassing or were you just like, meh, Rob? I wouldn't say embarrassing, Josh. I'd just say it's probably a vote of no confidence from Seraldo in what he saw and how much work he had to do and the chances of him succeeding as a, as a Tigers coach. So, uh, look, I, I actually think we dodged a bullet personally, so I'm glad he's not coming. But, yeah, I mean, you know, for a coach that was meant to be, you know, almost signed and we put all our eggs in that basket, and then for him to say, no, I'm not ready yet. Now's not the right time, et cetera, et cetera. And then two to three weeks later, it looks like he's going to join another club. I mean, it's it's not a good look for us, but who cares? I mean, you know, it, it's done now. Uh, this Sunday, 24 July, visit West Asheville to enjoy free live music by the talented duo Catcher, performing at the Garden from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., followed by watching Round 19, where the West Tigers take on the Cowboys Game kicks off from 4.05 p.m. PM live aloud from the lounge and sports bar. West Ashfield, home of the West Tigers. West Ashfield, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I'm... As would you be more excited if Serraldo signed, or more excited uh, if basically what what's going on now? So does Benji and Robbie excite you more than Cameron Serraldo taking over the team? In retrospect and in hindsight, I I think I'm more excited for the the Benji news now that it's actually mm. happened. Um, yeah, I I'm just not too keen on the whole. Seraldo thing. Obviously, I thought it was the best idea going forward, but 
it was pretty clear that we need an experienced coach and we're going to have an experienced coach for two seasons who's going to give the mother of all apprenticeships to the next coach. So, I mean, only time will tell. Maybe we'll end up better than the Broncos um, in a few years, if, mm. especially if Serrano's the coach, which I bloody well hope we do. Mm. I mean, going off from reactions through our socials, it was kind of 50-50, the Serrano... Thing. A lot of people were saying, look, he's inexperienced. Why would you throw five years at him? An assistant coach from Penrith, Trent Barrett, blah, 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 blah. All sorts of reasoning. Some were some were keen for it. Um, whereas the Benji and Robbie, I I don't know. How how would you put the reaction on a percentage of the reaction, Rob? I reckon it's about 80% keen for Robbie and Benji. Yeah, look, I think there's definitely some resentment to mm. going with inexperienced coaches, but obviously there's a lot of love for Benji and Robbie. Um, I don't think any of the negative for Benji and Robbie is a reflection of them wanting Seraldo. I just think it's just down to, you know, the 20% that you're talking about, if that's the number, that would probably just be the fact that they've never coached before. But um, yeah. I, actually, I actually think Sheens is really there just from a – uh, a protection point of view for Benji in particular yeah. in terms of the media. I, I really think the fact that Benji, is, you know, you'll touch on it, I guess, shortly, but the fact that Benji's, uh, you know, resigning from his Fox Sports commitments, I, I think that's a, 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 you know, it shows me that he's taking over the reins, guys. I mean, mm. Sheen, you know, obviously Sheens will be, you know, putting his, you know, two cents worth in there, but I, I think Benji's going to be pretty hands on and, and making a lot of the decisions. And if anything does go wrong, Sheens will be taking the blame and or taking the heat off him for quite a while. Benjamin Barrett on YouTube says Serato is a key, is a key to Penrith Juniors and knows him which one's the target. But the thing is, I mean the Bulldogs cap. What's the cap situation that you said it was the other day, Rob? It was Oh look, someone... their, their, their cap situation's pretty dire because Gould was meant to meet with Sheens today and they were talking about possible yeah. player swaps and all that sort of thing. But I guess if Serato's you know, looked at what we've got and looked at what Canterbury's got and the fact that he knows that, you know, they've signed Reed Marty and they're, and they're getting, you know, Viliami kick out to join, you know, the buyers that they've already bought in Burton and uh, to Vita Pengai Jr., etc. He probably just thought, you know, Canterbury's a bit better for him and he, he's obviously worked with Gould before and, you know, I, I guess I, th I think probably the Gould factor there is, is what swayed it or, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bag our club any more than I already have, mate. I, I just think... You know, he didn't really like what he saw there and his excuse, whether it's true or not, was you guys need an experienced coach. I'm not the guy for it. So that mm. that really, just the whole, whether it's embarrassing or disappointing or whatever, it's just not a good look for our management and our club. Yeah. Maybe it's just people that coach Penrith are liars. Uh, righto. Uh, a little story that popped up during the week. I did notice this on social media on Benji Marshall's Instagram, and I meant to screenshot it and totally forgot, but um, Scotty Prince, yeah, on Benjamin, when Benji Marshall put up an Instagram post of the most pixelated photo ever, like it's a photo that's literally on your wallpaper, Aaron, which you found on Google in about, uh, not not to put down our king, but <laughs> you found that photo before we went on air in about 40 seconds. He posted the same photo and it had about 16 bit of pixels in it, but anyway, <laughs> under that under that post, Scotty, I did notice Scotty Prince comment. There was so many comments. I just show another big thing about Benji as well is just how many players across the league, ex-players, were congratulating, like so happy for him. Current players, like our players as well. Um, 
yeah, so another reason to be so excited. But I did notice Princey write, do you need a halves coach? And I'm like, is he kind of – is he joking there? Is he – but, um, yeah, but no, apparently he's pretty keen. As, like, do you reckon Scotty Prince being involved with the club be a good thing? I mean, I wouldn't say no. Um, if you're talking about getting the 05 band back together, including the drummer, as um, Scotty referred to himself, I I think it can only be a good thing. Um, they have the experience. They know what it's like to be a Tiger. They were Tigers during what was a difficult period leading up to the most successful year the club's had. If there's anyone to bring a, or if there's any group of players to, or ex players to bring a winning culture to the Tigers, it's the, it's the same group that brought the premiership to us back in 05. Absolutely. And who's your favorite drummer? Who's a bit of all time as oh, putting you on the spot? To be completely honest, I don't really know the names of any drummers off the top of my head. Uh, Rob Hurst from Midnight Oil for me. Have you got any favorite dr- drummers, Rob? Yeah, Scott Prince from 2005. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll pay that. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rob, thoughts on Scotty Prince? Yeah, like you, Josh, I thought it was a joke because I actually saw that tweet and he, he tagged Benji and, and Robbie on Oh, he it. tweeted as well. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, no, no. I, I saw yeah. it on Twitter, thought it was a joke. Then when Molly ran with the story, I thought, okay, what's going on here? Look, he'd be a great halves coach. But, you know, as I said last week, if... Sheenzy's uh, taking the DeLorean back and getting Benji and Robbie and, you know, maybe Hino and Gibbsy. He's going to need a bus, not a, not a DeLorean. So looks like they're just bringing the whole band of brothers uh, back together. So, yeah. look, whatever they decide, mate, that's, you know, I, I don't mind getting a bit of spirit and, you know, West Tigers men back in the club. I, I've said that all along, but, you know, I, there will be some, some of our supporters and especially supporters from other clubs being a bit cynical that, you know, what are these guys doing? They're going to get, you know, Gibbs and Heinington and, you know, Prince and Marshall and Farrah and all these names. You know, Pat, Pat Richards is already there. So yeah. Scando's there. So it's literally like six or seven players if, if they yeah. go down that path. But I think it's good for the ex-players to get involved in some degree. But, uh, look, it's also a bit of PR, I think, as well. You know, mm. so, you know, everyone's trying to feel good about it. But, um, look, we've hung, hung on to 2005 for so long. So hopefully we can get some more out of that 2005 yeah. year. You said Heiner there. He's a conditioning coach um, up in Terrible, the Central Coast. I know for that for a fact because his gym is my old bedroom because he bought bought my parents' house off me. Well, I read, but, I read um, somewhere today I read somewhere today that he's actually just doing, like, helping in a very small part-time way. Like, I, I think just, you know... As in helping the Tigers? As in helping the Tigers right now. Yeah, just cool. very, yeah, just occasionally, so... Yeah. yeah, it's quite, quite interesting. A, a fun story. Uh, I can't remember if I've told this on the show or not, but when he... So when he bought my parents' house, my parents basically rented off him for a few months just while they found a house to live in. And when we were, we were out and he was doing... He wanted to do something around the house, he actually brought Benji... Uh, I don't know if Robbie... It was a couple of other players at the time. This was about... What year was that? 2012. So it was around that era. And um, I only found out after. So my sister had a piano. So he had, Benji actually got on my piano, which was a Marshall brand piano, funny enough. Um, 
was playing apparently playing my sister's piano in the lounge room, and uh, yeah, so that that was a pretty cool story to uh, yeah to come home to that Benji Marshall had played it. My sister probably played it four times. She never actually played it. I think Benji, yeah. So at least someone did, but um, yeah, just a funny story that uh, hopefully at least three of our listeners enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> a bit of um, PR will help, help the club out a little bit here, straight from the West Tigers website. So for our fans in Brisbane, it's a little bit of a backhanded compliment, this one, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, they're doing a meet and greet for our Brisbane fans. We play the Broncos next week. So it's a Queensland road trip for the um, for the boys, North Queensland this week, and then down to Brisbane next week. They're doing uh, – I'll, I'll read this whole blurb for, for the club. The, the entire squad will be available for photos, autographs, and a general chit-chat uh, at this meet and greet. So there will be some finger food provided as part of your ticket. You might even win yourself a signed jersey on the night. The adult price for the meet and greet with a ticket is $95. That gains your entry to the Friday night event and a match ticket for Saturday night at Sumcorp. Or if you've already got tickets for the game but still wish to attend, standalone event-only um, tickets are available for $70. Junior tickets are available for four, ages 4 to 12. Uh, contact the membership team for additional information. Call West Tigers. 8741-3300. Go to that website. I'm sure if, if you're keen, you, yeah, go to the West Tigers website. Now, the backhanded compliment, Rob, 70 bucks. Like, I I get, like, I'm a believer in um, yeah, things cost money and staff cost things. They've got to rent the room, cost blah, blah, blah. But, man, 70 bucks for a meet and greet? Is that a bit... Is that a bit steep? Like I know inflation and cost of living and um, wages, etc. I mean, seventy bucks for a meet and greet, man. Like, am I being a tight ass? I mean, I bought Ed Sheeran tickets for like a hundred bucks. Like, yeah. seventy bucks for a meet and greet for a footy team is that is that pushing it? Oh, look, it's probably pushing it. I mean, you know, I guess not many Brisbane people are going to get to meet our players or, or what have you. So the, the club probably thinks it's probably a fair price. But for me, like if it's, you know, costing more than to get into the footy to watch your team play, then I, I think it's probably a little bit high, like, you know, maybe maybe 40 or 50 bucks for adults. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure the club have got their their reasons for it. I'm not exactly, a, you know, a marketing guru or anything like that. So, yeah, but yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a bit pricey. Like, look, I mean, I, I did the night of the coaches uh, back when Jason Taylor was coach. Uh, that was quite significant at the time. But, I mean, my youngest boy wanted to get into, you know, studying some sports, you know, as a tertiary tertiary yeah. thing. So I just thought that was good for him to go there. It was quite pricey, but it was really good. Like, they had, I think, five different stations and you got to speak to, you know, Taylor. You got to speak to uh, the defensive coaches at the time. That One of them was David Kidwell. Uh, they had the strength and conditioning and what they were doing for fitness and all that sort of stuff. So it's actually really a good insight. Mm. But, just, but just for a meet and greet... I, I think that's a little bit too much, but but as I said, I'm, I'm not a marketing expert. As if the Tigers came to Orange, would you pay seventy bucks to go to a meet and greet? Probably not seventy. Um, I don't think there's anywhere ritzy enough or fancy enough in Orange where they could charge. <laughs> get away with charge seventy bucks for. 
I don't know, maybe 40, 50 bucks. But yeah, I do, I do feel 70 is a little bit steep. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't know, maybe it's limited. Like you said, Rob, there's there's reasonings for it. But I just I just felt like maybe they are doing something. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it includes some food or, you know, like some... No, you it's know, it's new, a finger food. Yeah, finger or, food. Okay, finger it's food a, and drinks. I mean, yeah. that's got to cross a little bit, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right, I'm just tight ass. I mean, Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron plays that in a, we're going to the game in fuel anyway, doesn't he? Depends what he drives. Well, I mean, it's more than 100 bucks These a tank days. to fuel up now, so... And I get maybe uh, between a half and a... A half and three quarters of a tank out of a round trip to Sydney and back. So, mm. yeah. And you got the same membership as me. You're paying forty, about forty-five bucks a game. That's what you throw oh, a little, little bit less because I've got the concession one. So oh, that yeah. brings okay. the cost down for me a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Same membership regard, um, despite it. Uh, but if you're not a if you're not a member, uh, as old mate says, yeah. But how many people uh, like you? Travel from far, far and wide to go go to games. It, um, anyway, I know you're from Newey, so I think that's yeah, other yeah. Than me, that's the furthest uh, I've heard of fans slash members traveling for the games. Yep, that guy who did the the kick into the inflatable washing machine at halftime um, last weekend. I did see he's, that. He was from Newey. Yeah, right. Um, okay, someone mentioned this earlier in the comments, so I've clipped just. I didn't clip it. This was in the Discord today. Shouts to whoever posted this. I can't remember who, but I literally just pulled it straight from the Discord today because this little quote uh, from Brent Reed on NRL 360, like, yes, maybe we're a little bit desperate quoting NRL 360 on the show, but um, the fact that he said, talking about the meeting, as Rob mentioned earlier, between Sheens and... Um, was his name Gus Gould? Incoming it was meant to happen, but uh, of course Shinzi has COVID, so they can't meet up. Maybe like would Shinzi know how to use Zoom? Do you reckon, Rob? Surely yeah, well, he, he was he was zooming uh, Lee and Justin from England the whole time. Everything yeah. was going on late last yeah, year, so maybe they can Zoom. They, so they anyway, they had that meeting. You don't know. Yeah. Zoom. So apparently they're talking about player trades. So. Um, and Brent Reed reckons the Bulldogs said we'd love Jackson Hastings. I reckon the Tigers would go, he's all yours. Rob, why would Brent Reed say this? I'm, I'm not too sure why he'd say that. I actually, I think he said that last night because um, I, I watched 360. I'm very sure he said that last night. Uh, look, I mean, I don't know if he's, you know, maybe he's unpopular amongst the playing group or maybe... Tim Sheens, as as I've said many weeks ago, sees him as a lock forward uh, and for some reason doesn't see him as a half. Uh, the most intriguing part about it is, to me, the fact that they'd be looking to get rid of him says that they're going to keep Luke Brooks, which mm. I find staggering as a number seven. I really do. The centre uh, of excellence might be burnt down if that's the case. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that's all about. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bag Luke Brooks. As, as I said on Twitter last night or the night before, I think Luke Brooks's best position is 5'8", but Adam Dewey's a better 5'8". And, and you can't play two blokes in one spot. And what we did mm. last Sunday was absolutely ludicrous. I, I can't believe some of our supporters are just sold by the fact that, you know, we lost by two points or, or whatever it was because that was a rubbish performance till about the last 20 minutes a, 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 as a collective. 
So, you know, we, we need to show a lot more intensity than that. You just can't play for 20 minutes and expect to win. And you can't play with, you know, a dummy half and four forwards and, and Jacko having to play halfback and a bit of lock in the second half. It was just ridiculous. So I, I think we're going to see it again this week, unfortunately, which is crazy because the Cowboys should just roll through us being mm. a forward light. Um, but I hope after this week someone's going to get dropped. You know, we just can't carry the three blokes in the one team, uh, you know, unless one of them was playing centre or or something like that. But Jacko did not play as a lock forward last week. He was our, not only our first receiver, he was directing traffic. He was making all the plays. So just because he had number 13 on his back, don't be fooled by it. He played halfback. So we literally went with three halves and, and it was a recipe for disaster. Rachel, uh, regular uh, streamer on Facebook, she says, rumours say AD in Hastings don't get on. Uh, we have heard these rumours as well. So, yeah, it's, man, Aaron, I just got a new Messiah. Do I really have to, have to find another one? Like, the Jackson Hastings dream is over before it barely began. Honestly, mate, I bloody hope not. He's been a revelation for us this year. He had a few really, well, really pre-injury really was. Weeks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like before, before he started playing on that injured foot, he he was an absolute revelation. Um, once he moved into the seven after a suspension, we noticed the effect he had basically instantly in those first two games. Um, after he came back, that we won. So I really hope he doesn't go anywhere. But I wouldn't begrudge him if he left. Um, mm. given the fact that Madge signed him and I don't think he was too happy um, when Madge got sacked. I think he, for all intents and purposes, remained professional, but maybe he has been a little bit dirty at the club since then. Is there someone as from the Bulldogs you'd trade for him? Because the Bulldogs, um, yeah, the Bulldogs have got a free cap space, hence the the trade. I mean, I wish the NRL could... Why can't we just do trades like other sports? Like, AFL does it. Why can't we trade players? But anyway, is there anyone you'd trade Jackson? Who from the Bulldogs do you think they'd be willing to send over? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe we could try and get a forward off them. My gut feeling would be um, Benji trying to get his brother back over. Though I'm not sure well, if that would be ideal would he play? or not. Exactly. We've got yeah. a we've got a few we've too got many hookers. We've got too many hookers. Yeah. No, Mark Marshall King's going to the Dolphins, uh as Oh, he's already, yeah, oh, he's already he? on the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. I yeah. I didn't hear that one, so Yeah. That was about a week ago, maybe a week and ago. And they got Anthony Milford today today also as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um yeah, as for Jeez, that's for I don't know. Give give me a few minutes to look at the dog's roster and I'll No, that's all right. It's a I'll quick quick hit. Don't worry, don't, don't think too hard to about it. Uh on to so Tim Sheens had a pretty good interview with uh Scott Sattler and Gary Belcher. Belcher, yep. Um on their show. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, just type in Tim Sheens into your podcast app. Uh, with Scott Seller or Gary Belcher. He should it's, be able to find the, it. SEN Radio, 1170. Thanks, Rob. I should have written it That's down. Okay. Um, I've made a few notes, just a few uh, interesting things. It's a very, very interesting uh, interview. Rob sent me the link or 
uh, or tipped me off about it earlier in the week. Had a had a listen to it. Oh, Gussie's in the comment. Good to see you, Gussie. I haven't seen you for a while in the comments. Um, yeah, Tim Sheen's a couple of things. So basically, he said he's got to get Benji and all the staff, everything into place, basically by November 1. He wants to get cracking. Uh, there's a World Cup coming as well. So he's not sure. Obviously, some players will be overseas for that. But, um, yeah, he basically he really wants to get Benji and Robbie uh, and yeah, as you said earlier, uh, Rob, he, uh, Benji, that is, he quit his Fox Sports job literally overnight. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to get cracking. I mean, the new se- next season is- starts now. So, especially for us. So, yeah, uh, it wants to get cracking. Uh, he said Benji will be basically, basically involved with every department. It'd be, you called it an, an intense apprenticeship. Uh, that Benji will get. He said most of our young kids are three years away. We've locked up uh, all the ones that we want to keep. They're all locked in. So uh, any fear of kids, juniors, that, um, yeah, Chainsy's made sure that the uh, the good ones are all locked in. Uh, Rob, how, how confident are you in Chainsy's eye for talent still? Oh, I'm not going to doubt his eye for talent. I'm I'm sure he's still got it, and he's you know he's obviously got men underneath him that are doing the scouting for that and giving him good reports. Uh, it is still like even when you're talking about 17 year olds, even if they come into grade, you know they're still going to need time, Josh. You know to, to mm. be successful. Like you know Benji Benji started in 2003, didn't he, didn't hit his straps till 2005. I think mm. Robbie in 2004. So yeah. it, it doesn't mean I, I think it's quite a long-term plan. Uh, I'm excited. The, the, the most exciting thing is Benji Marshall coming straight away. Because I've said we need Tim to step in. We need we need urgency now. We, we and obviously Benji's got to you know look into how things are at the moment. I mean, obviously Jacko, even though he's captain for some reason, he's basically out of favour in terms of being a half. So that that actually worries me a little bit. So he's really our third half at the moment, which. Just sounds ludicrous. Uh, so, look, he said Sheensy's a good talker and he's nice to listen to. He, he's very convincing with how he delivers his his spiel. But I, I just don't know if we're going to have success straight away. He said all the right things, but you know, I, I'm watching what I see every week and and I'm thinking, okay, well, even if you we have all these hotshot kids, when are they arriving? 2025, and then maybe they'll be you know peaking at 2027. Like we're still three to five years away from serious success. We might snag a year where we're fringe top eight or something like that, but we've just got to be patient. And I think we're all sick of being patient, Josh, but mm. it is it is what it is. I'm just happy that Benji's, you know, coming in now. And I actually think Sheens is really there to shield the media from Benji and Robbie. I, I, think, I think Benji's going to have, like you said, when he says intense apprenticeship, I think it's going to be a bit more than intense apprenticeship. I think Benji's basically going to be coaching from the get-go and, and Sheens will be just taking any heat in case things go pear shaped. Uh, Sheensy also said we're the worst side in the comp for scoring points, so he wants to turn that around. So by the sounds of it, I mean he's playing the hits. He's bringing back 2005, arguably the best attacking side. Am I being biased when I call it the best attacking side in rugby league history? Maybe a little bit. But... Not at all. Not at all. The greatest I mean, rugby league excitement machine in history, without a doubt. 
I think a lot of non-Tigers fans, a lot of non-Tigers fans, would agree. Like it's just you watch the highlights of it, and it's just. I was about to say, uh, yeah, you look at some of the the tries on that 05 highlight reel. You've yeah. got the the Benji at Cronulla. I mean, to be to be fair, Benji was a contributing factor to a whole lot of that. Yeah. 2005 highlight reel. So I, I was thinking the other. I heard he's going to have some. Robbie are going to mostly be focusing on the attack coaching. Was it? Yeah. Correct. Mm. Yeah, and he, he did say the next point was Benji and Robbie, him, Benji and Robbie all think alike and are going to recruit alike. So, yeah, it sounds like a exciting attacking players. But, yeah, you're right. Benji Marshall was a once-in-a-generation talent. I was just thinking the other day, like, I feel like I took – when you watch highlights of him, I feel like you took him for granted. Just, like, the things he could do. There's still not really a player – does things that he did at his peak. Like it's just yeah, it's just uh time time passes you by Rob so quickly and people go out of your life like Benji. But I mean, just look at all yeah, the players now. Like even just guys that return kicks from a, a downfield kick, they all do that little hop in the air before they take off. Like it's mm. it's just like a common thing now where he was the first bloke to do that. You know, I think he was yeah. the first to do it, then maybe Carmichael Hunt kind of copied a little bit. Now everyone does it. So yeah, he, he he was an innovator, and you know a lot of a lot of uh, players, you know, modelled themselves on Benji. And uh, but it's just funny how we went from Taylor saying we needed to bring some defence in, and then Madge bring some defence in, and now we're going back to two thousand and five. So um, look, I, I think I think it's in our DNA to play that attacking style, but we still have to we have to be tough in defence. Like even in two thousand and five, I think we conceded forty points in in four games of semi final. So. We average ten points a game thereabouts, so yeah. you, you still got to defend no matter how flashy you are. Uh, you said the salary cap; it's going. It looks very good. We kind of knew this already in the next twelve months. Um, he said twenty four. Basically, got twenty four players locked down for the next two years, which sounds about right. So that would mean there's obviously quite a few coming off contract this year. Um. Which says who they want, so they might not necessarily be locked in yet. But uh, yeah, so by the sounds of it, they're going to get start throwing uh, contracts to current players. Um, yeah, to to lock them in. So that my math says as about there's about six players at the club who will be saying goodbye soon enough. Yeah. Um... Maybe a bit more than that if you think that there's a few of the juniors coming up and through the ranks um, that obviously players we've already got are yeah. going to have to make way for. Yep. Didn't even think about that. You better mass than me. It's <laughs> um, my best subject at school. It's got to be good for something. Yeah, it was mine too, uh, funny enough. But um, that's why I got into journalism. Uh, if you're good enough, <laughs> good enough, you're old enough, you, you said that. Um, so Rob, it looks like we're going to have a lot of 19, 20 year olds making their debuts. We've already seen a couple this year. I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on giving kids a crack early? Yeah, I I think there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I think Sheenzy was uh, the first one to give Tedesco a crack in 2012 and he injured himself in the first yeah. game. I think it was against Cronulla. So It was the photo, uh, the photo behind Az. It was that game. Okay. Oh, there you mm. go. 
Um, but yeah, obviously he's blooded. Not not just, you know, if you go back to that other era, you know, the Chris Hinington's, the Bronson Harrison's, the Liam Fulton's, he blooded all those guys. My concern with what he said in particular about the salary cap that we can't compete with the salary cap, I, I know I know he wants to, you know, to draw out the loyalty factor in those kids coming through, which is wonderful. Yeah. But it's not gonna it's not gonna stop the clubs like the Roosters and the Melbournes that don't have the big junior bases of not just you know throwing you know what at them and and us for sure and certain being able to keep them like you you, mm. you look at Kibra Park like you know everyone talks about what we had in, in Kibra Park we basically got three players out of that that were worth anything in what 20 years we got Benji we got uh, Ben Teo and I think we got Thomas McKayley and like Brisbane Broncos you know, they got paint hearts, you know what I mean? Like, they plucked the eyes out of it. So I just hope if there's a gun junior there that the Roosters don't come up and say, hey, do you want to come and join us and play with Tedesco, Suwali, uh, Brandon Smith, whoever. So we've, we've got to make sure that those juniors, if they look the goods, that we can upgrade them. That's why the, the cap can't be mucked around with anymore. So it's great having the juniors coming through, but I don't think there's any guarantee that we keep them all. And it's been proven in the past the way the club's been. You know, we've lost Tedesco, we've lost Moses, we've lost Pappenhausen, we've, we've lost countless others. Um, so it's all well and good to say they're coming through, but you've got to find a way to keep them because if we can't compete with third-party agreements and we get the next Benji Marshall or the next Robbie Farah, how, how do we compete with the Roosters Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of the money side? Like, emotional only get you so far. And even if we have some success one year and get to a grand final or whatever, then they might go off the next year. So uh, that that did disturb me a little bit, but but at least he was being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah, he, said we're, he also said we're financially strong. Centre of Excellence opens uh, in the next couple of months and the club's spending a lot more money on football, which, um, Rob, I'll go back to you there. The, why now? To, to quote The Simpsons, why now? Why not 12 years ago? Well, look, to be fair, I mean, when Lee Hadjipentelis came out recently in the media, he said that they'd spent an extra just over, I think it was 2.1 million were his words, uh, on the football department. So we, we are spending the money on the football department. We just haven't seen the results. We haven't been able to get the big names. We've got two big names coming next year. Hopefully, Papali still wants to come, but it seems like he will come, hopefully. Benji's had a chat with him again. Uh, so look, I mean, you just, you know, when you put all that money into a footy department, you don't bear the fruits straight away. So like I say, we, we, we want success next year or we want success the year after, but it might, like Sheen, Sheen said earlier in the year, it might take a minimum of two or three years. So hopefully we can just get a few experienced guys that are good established players back to our club to help, uh, you know, like get the right mix. Uh, he also said, we're not a club that can afford the third parties. We have to grow them ourselves, which you kind of touched on. That's what I was talking or, about. Yeah, yeah, already, Rob. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what worried me. Yeah, it does. I mean, as you said, he's being honest. But, um, Definitely. man, it just, it just makes me think the salary cap is a bit of a joke then, isn't it? Like, if it, the whole idea of it is other teams shouldn't be able to spend more money on players and... Yep, but it's not do. to say, Josh, contracts are a joke as well now. So even yeah. if we sign the next Benji Marshall for three or four years and he has a dummy spit, mm. the, the club the clubs can't afford to put 
uh, you know, a big contract in reserve grade anymore. We, we, you know, we just seem to cut them free like we did with Madison or, or whoever. So Josh Alloyer, yeah, Josh Alloyer, yeah. You, there, there's countless uh, numbers of them that we just say, yeah, yeah, you know, you can go. Like for example, if Sheens and Gould met today, doesn't matter what the contract situation is of the players. If they wanted to make a swap tomorrow or for next year, they could do it, even if they've got two years left to run on it. Like Canterbury might want to offload, you know, Luke Thompson or, or someone like that, you know, and. But I, I just I'm a bit worried about that because I feel like Gus would get the better end of um better end of a negotiation somehow. So yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be improved by getting any Canterbury players unless we get the ones they probably want to keep, like the Matt Burtons or or the Caraz or or the new centre that they booed last week. He had a really good game too. We we definitely need some outside backs. Uh, a fun little thing you said because obviously he was talking to Scott Sattler, who played at the West Tigers in 2004 and of course everyone remembers uh 2003 uh scott Sell. i wonder if you get sick of it i remember so i have i was walking past uh concord oval in 2004 so i was 17 years old and i walked in and i just happened to the guy that were all the players were kind of standing around they're actually dividing the jerseys handing out the jerseys for the sevens which is such a weird thing for NRL club, they're literally handing each other their jerseys for the weekend or something. Um, and I got got their auto, got autographs on my jerseys. And I said to Scott Seller, "Oh, that tackle was awesome!" And like, and he kind of just like la- like laughed at it. It's like he mu- he must hear that. Like, it's one of the most iconic things in rugby league history. And I guess you've got to be proud of it. But I wonder if he's like, can someone ask me about something else in my career? But apparently, uh, at the end of every session that year, Liam Fulton and Bryce Gibbs would basically take turns. One of them would have to run down the sideline. The other person would um, <laughs> basically have to chase after him. And he says he'd, he'd get the shits because they'd absolutely smash each other. And this was at captain's run, so the day before a game. So, like, they were risking injury. But he goes, they were just absolute lunatics and just kind of taking the piss out of um, Scotty Sattler, who was in the team as well. Uh, I just thought that was pretty funny, pretty funny story. And um, yeah, Liam Fulton. Obviously, we've had him on the show before. Not to get Bryce Gibbs on uh, one day as well. Uh, he said Benji's rung Papa. You mentioned this before, Rob. He's reassured, reassured him, told him he's going to coach. Basically, before he even came out, that Benji was going to coach. He rang Papa and told him um, the plan for him is to play offensive and give him lots of ball. And he basically had a little jipe uh, at – jipe? Is that a word? Gripe? A little jab. A little jab, jab. at uh, Parramatta saying we can actually improve his game and because we want to give him more ball. So, yeah, I, he reckons his best football's ahead of him. And, yeah, so basically they were telling him, look, don't be afraid that you'll come here and your game won't improve. They're going to play a style of footy. That is suit him. Does does it as does that excite you, um, or is it just a bit of the fact that we'll get Papa? Man, that him alone, him and Appy. He talked a bit about Appy as well. Those two guys alone should add quite a lot to our attack next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, thing with Appy is we probably I don't think we're going to get him until next year because I I think the Panthers this year are going to go all the way to the grand final if not win the whole thing. Um, and then he may end up being selected in the World Cup squad too. Um, 
Papali'i, on the other hand, we may get him later in the season, like December-ish, depending on how long their mandated breaks are for the for off-seasons. Um, but it does excite me because I've seen what he's been able to do this year and what he's doing in this game even now. And it's something we need in the team. Um, having lost Luciano and losing uh, Kelma when Kelma was actually playing decent, I... I think he's a he's a big gain, um, and if mm. we're going to get him the ball, uh, it it can only it can only be a good thing, um, giving him as much ball as we can. Uh, last note I had, you said a lot of our juniors have come through a winning culture. So obviously, uh, Maggie's won the Harold Mats Harold Mats this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Rob, do you think? That makes a big difference. A junior coming, I know definitely a lot of uh, when people are drafting basketball players, they put a lot of emphasis on the guys from colleges that win a lot. Uh, do you think rugby league's the same? Do you think juniors that are used? I mean, it's definitely worked for Penrith because they won absolutely everything, uh, everything coming every year. Um, those guys. There's, there's some ridiculous stat about Cleary and Luai that they've only lost like a handful of games through their whole like junior and senior career. So do you do you think juniors that are used to winning that translates into winning in NRL? I think it does. I mean, it definitely helped us with our premiership. Um, and to use that Penrith example. I look at the, the two guys that I've mentioned quite a few times this year, Taylor May and, and uh, Isaiah Tago. They came into first grade and just bang, they were like playing as if they'd been there for, for years and, and with a lot of confidence. So, yeah, if, you, if kids are used to winning and they come into first grade, I know it's a massive step up in class, but they don't have that, you know, what's the word, trauma or scar tissue of, of losing year after year after year. It's certainly got to help. I mean, it's not a guarantee for success, but you're better off having kids that are used to winning than, than used to losing. So, yeah, I definitely think it helps. I think Sheens is right there. Uh, okay, moving on to the game this weekend. So 4 p.m. Sunday, we are playing against the North Queensland Cowboys uh, Toddy Payton's side. So the backs, uh, we have picked Dane Laurie fullback. Our wings this week are Brent Naden and Ken Mamalo in the centres, Stafford Toa and uh, Kepa Owa in the halves. Adam Dwayhe is back in the six, and Luke Brooks is in the number seven, much sort of dismay to the majority of our fan base. Um, Nofaluma is in the squad, but not named on the wing, as do you think Noff squeeze into there? Like, why? I I said it to Rob uh, at the game on, when did we play last week? Sunday. Sunday. That, man, I think we underrate Noffa. Just as much as I love Tupo, I just feel like Noffa, we underrate him a little bit. And, man, I think, yeah, I think you got to get rid of Kepa Oa or Stafford, put Nate in the centres and put Noffer on a wing. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. Um, Nate, Nate into the centres. I mean, you could probably have um, 
Tupo as the other center as well. But then, and then you've got two very experienced wingers in Nofa and Mamalo. So I think that's that's a pretty decent backline. I think, especially with Laurie yeah. at fullback as well. Um, I think that would be a better back five than what we've got now. And Rob Naden on the wing, like isn't isn't he a centre? He's, he's played both. Um, he even played both spots with Canterbury this year as well. Uh, look, to use what you're saying, Josh, if if Nofaluna comes in, I would definitely see Kapoa dropping out and uh, Naden to left centre and then Toa over to right centre and, and Kenny would play left wing. So, But after last weekend, I mean, that was, that was an unexpected late switch of Mamalo and Toa playing on the other side. Personally, I, I wouldn't have Toa in the team. I think defensively, you know, he's just been, you know, too loose. You know, they, they carved him up last week, especially the first 15, 20 minutes. I know it didn't really reflect too much on the scoreboard, but um, he's, his first contact isn't really good enough. I mean, he's trying hard. I'm not I'm not doubting he's trying, but uh, look, a lot's going to depend on Noffa. If Noffa plays, then I think that's the way it goes. If Noffa doesn't play, well, then I, I guess it stays the same. But But I am disappointed, even though he didn't play well, I'm disappointed Junior Tupu um, isn't playing from a, you know, future perspective, like just giving more games and, you know, we know what what we're going to get with these other guys. So uh, it'll just be interesting to see how we actually line up on Sunday. Uh, Cap Rose, I'm assuming that's Ryan and not as yeah, uh, typing is. away <laughs> on his phone while he's on air. Uh, a Tiger's really off Laurie. Twitter has been criticising him more and more. Now uh, the story about Staines has been targeted do they realise Laurie, uh, I think, has had one season at fullback uh, with a season injury? Yeah, look, I've, I haven't given up. Dane Laurie has been a bit meh for a while now, but I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. I still think there's a there's a good a good fullback in there. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on, on Dano? I think we're all comparing Dane Laurie this year to Dane Laurie last year. And, and Dane Laurie last year was fantastic. So, you know, when you're comparing the two years, they're, they're chalk and cheese. Uh, I, I said it to you guys privately, like his, his uh, defensive kicks is really scary. Like I'm actually a bit concerned he doesn't attack the ball. I think he's lost a lot of confidence in catching the ball on the full. And we're starting a lot of sets 10 or 15 metres out from our line instead of 30 metres out. And Junior Super was guilty of that last week as well. There are a couple of balls there he could easily have caught on the full that weren't even bounces. Um, so, look, I, I, I don't know if the club's got its mind made up on Dane Laurie, but it could be second-year syndrome with us. I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not writing him off, but I am very disappointed because I just saw this little gem of a player last year that played above his size and and was so dynamic, and, and I'm just not seeing that same guy this year. Uh, Brock has said he did an Instagram live tonight. I did see that pop up. Someone said something, and he admitted to needing to put on a bit of size. Uh, so less backflips at the skate park and more uh, more protein and <laughs> lifting weights in the off-season, maybe. Then. Uh, yeah, Pretty hard and... to put on size in his position with all the running he's got to do too. Like it's... Yeah, I mean, you got, got to say that for the off season. So yeah, size is done in the off season. I mean, you only have to look at um, the photo we tweeted of uh, Sean Bloor, the size of his freaking arms at the moment. Because <laughs> a he right. he's got a knee injury, but 
if, if they're out injured, then the conditioning is very different to a player because the players, if you're in season, there's very little conditioning because they've got to recover between games. Like it's all about recovery and game plan and that sort of thing. All your fitness and conditioning is done in the summer. So, yeah, definitely um, their players will even tend to lose, yeah, as you said, lose weight throughout the season. So, yeah, he... Um, yeah, he's going to have to smash the calories. He seems like the kind of kid, he's only young too. I reckon he'd, he'd be able to smash eight cheeseburgers and not put on weight. But yeah, Dana, yeah, Dana definitely. I mean, you don't want him to lose his speed at the same time. But I mean, you look at Tedesco. Tedesco um, got a bit of a, not that I can talk, but Teddy's got a little bit of a belly on him. And he, yeah, still obviously the best fullback in the world. So. Um. Yeah, maybe Dano bulking up will help him as well. But I'm not. I'm not ready to. I mean, he's what twenty two years old. So he's pretty young. I'm not sure what his age yeah. is. Um. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Dan. He's got another year in his club. I don't. I really wouldn't hope he doesn't sign elsewhere. Even the club gives him twenty twenty four. Give him top him up a year. Give him. Give him another year to um. Work it out, especially under Benji as well. I mean, Benji Ball might um, might suit Dano as well. I mean, that might be a bit of it too. Our attack in general is just boring as batshit at the moment. So, if the guy at the back playing fullback isn't getting opportunities, can we really blame him? So, um, I, I still like Dano. I'm not out on him uh, just yet. Uh, as the Cowboys... Backline, who scares you the most in there? Uh, definitely Valentine Holmes. Um, he's been known, even back in his Sharks days, to tear us apart. He's mm. he's definitely a massive threat out there, especially on being on the same side of the field as Kyle felt. It's been a very dangerous side of the field for the Cowboys this year and will definitely be very dangerous again on Sunday, Arvo. Right. Uh, Rachel just on a bit of a tent. She asked, "Who who's coaching this week with Noddy and Sheens with COVID? Benji's taking over, isn't he, Rob? No, I'd, I'd assume it'd be Farrer and Gardner. Gardner, okay. Surely, surely. Yeah, I think uh, that's what the article I saw earlier in the week, Scott, yeah. the other day said both of the assistant coaches would be the ones taking over. Um. Right, we'll move on to the forward pack. So we have front row is again Jimmy Tarmel and Joe Offagali. No, Jimmy Tarmel was on the bench last week, wasn't he? So Jimmy Tarmel yeah. has come on for his 300 game. He's going to start. Um, yeah, as you said on Monday's show, as he's playing uh, his old club and New Brown still at hooker. Uh, Luke Garner and Kelma Tuolagi still in the back row. Um, yeah, they're getting a farewell tour in first grade. And Jacko Hastings is still at lock. Uh, Rob, I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but um, Kelma Tuolagi was still in first grade. And, and Luke Garner. I don't know anymore, Josh. I, I can't yeah. even, like you said, we're, we've discussed it a few times. I'm assuming Fanua Pole got uh, not relegated, but just 
it's more out of respect to Jimmy Tamu to run on and start his 300th game. Uh, yeah. I, I can't be on form because, you know, Pole was one of our best forwards last week. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 if we're talking the development path and, and, and looking to next year and all this sort of stuff, I, I just don't get why we're playing guys that are literally no use to us for next year. I, I understand you have to have a balance and have a bit of youth with a bit of experience, but who have we got there that's, that's young? Literally, Pole and New Brown, like mm. in that forward pack. Like, who, who else is there that's that's a kid? I mean, obviously, Tuolagi is too, but I mean, he's leaving. So, who, I, I just don't know why we need him there, guys. We're, we're getting we're getting beat every week anyway. So, that, that's something that they'll have to explain, you know, themselves one day. But I, I'm just, I, I know we're talking all this good stuff about 2023, etc. I, I just feel it's disrespectful to to this year how, how we're mm. going about our last six or seven games. It's just, it's just. I just want to fast forward, mate. It's just very hard yeah. to talk about games that you feel. I actually think we've got zero hope. Like after what I saw last Sunday, like basically a 20, 25 minute effort. Like if I was, if I was a coaching group, you know, if I was Farrah and uh, Gardner this week, I'd be replaying the girls game from last Saturday and just showing them what intensity is for, it was 80 yeah. plus minutes, really 70 minutes, extra time, whatever. And by the way, shouts to, Keely Brown for coming on Monday night. We got some really good feedback on that, mm. and uh, and and g'day to Gussie who watched the game with me on Saturday. It was really good fun to meet him. Uh, but yeah, we're just it's just I just want to see some an eighty minute performance, and I, I hope we can get it this week. I hope the boys can lift for for you know Jimmy Tamo. I know he hasn't been a Tiger for too long, but for any player to play three hundred games, they deserve an intense effort if they've got any respect for the man. So. I, I just hope we can find a performance from somewhere and, and hopefully the Cowboys are still reeling from their no try to tell Malolo last week where and they fell apart shortly afterwards. So, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be nice to upset them and, and maybe turn their season around you know, and send them spiralling down the other way. But I, I can't see it, guys. Uh, good comment from Kathy on the Facebook. Shane Payton won't disrespect us and rest players for this game. <laughs> uh, well played, Kathy. Um, yeah, if you, you look at their four pack, Cohen Hess, Luciano Leilua in the front row. I don't believe he ever played front. <coughs> never played front row for us, did he? Always no, I think row, they're, just, they're just yeah, trying to throw his three back rowers in. Yeah. Um, Reese Robson at hooker, Tom Gilbert and Jeremiah Nanai back row, and then Jason Tomalolo at lock. It's uh, as it's a pretty good four pack. Just a little bit. Um, it scares me deeply. I I think I mentioned Luciano um, as a front rower in the Discord on Tuesday when the team lists were announced. Um, it does seem a bit of a strange one, but I guess if they've get got second rowers in the 10, 11, and 12, um, although I wonder if that's going to tire Luch out more. Um, maybe if... Maybe if we run at him a little bit more, it might make him a bit mm. more tired, might lessen his impact against us, but I don't I don't really see it happening. He's he's very dangerous and he's found a new lease on life since he's gone up there and I think he's gonna absolutely carve us up on Sunday, Arvo. Yeah, Rob, this is um yeah, are you shooting yourself metaphorically at this poor pack? On behalf of the boys, no, no, I'm not. I'm not shitting myself. Like they, they're going. We've, look, if we play six forwards, we can we, we can play with them. We can match them. But you know, Noddy was talking in the press conference the other day about you know you just mentioned it before Penrith disrespecting us. Like I think 
we disrespected ourselves by playing eight backs. Like we've got to bite the bullet and and drop one of the three halves, and we know who it should be. And you just can't go up to North Queensland in that sort of humidity and play, you know, four running forwards and a dummy half because Jacko's mm. only going to take the ball up if there's nothing on. Jacko's steering the ship still. So it's such a sheensy thing to do. And I, I just think – I just don't want to see it this week. I, I really want – if Brooks is going to play number seven, then he's got to be first receiver. If he's not going to be first receiver, then just get him out of first grade or put him at number 14 or do something. You just can't – have a left 5'8 and a right 5'8 and a halfback and don't have an actual lock. It's just it's just ridiculous, Josh. And I, I just think we're, you know, we're we're going to be up against it before we start. And it really, it really hurts me because we're disrespecting 2022. We're just trying to keep everyone happy until we decide what we're going to do. And then if we decide, okay, we don't want Brooks, well then we might drop him. Or if we don't want Hastings, then we might play him off the bench or whatever the case may be. But how how you can't play Hastings and Dwayhe and have Brooks right out of there now, it, it just defies logic. I, I think you, if you ask, you know, eight out of every 10 Tigers fans, they'd all say Jacko at seven, Dwayhe at six, Brooks at either 14 or left out. They they mm. wouldn't have it any other way. Yep. Yeah, that's odd. It, yeah, we've got to see that by the end of the year, it, surely. Like they're trying well, everything else. Well, Brooks Brooks can play 25 or 30 minutes at hooker if he comes off the bench. And if yeah. something, heaven forbid, happens to Hastings or Dwayne during the game, he can come on and play in the halves. Yeah. So I, I just think he'd be perfect. You know, if you're trying to win games, he'd be perfect to have at number 14. If you're actually getting rid of him and you're going to offload him to Newcastle or wherever the case may be, then don't play him at all. I don't care what he's costing this year. Like, we've got to start building for 2023. And mm. what scares me is we're not dropping by not dropping him. I believe we're planning for him to be our halfback next year, and that that makes no sense to me whatsoever because he's not a game manager. Uh, so on the bench, Vanilla Pole, Zane Musgrove, Alex Seifarth, and Tyrone Peachy are back. So on the reserves, outside of that, Austin Diaz at eighteen, Jock Madden, uh, Justin Madamua, Jimmy Roberts, and David, as I mentioned earlier, David Nofaluma. Uh, he's in the 22 jersey. We've already talked about Nofa as. Is there anyone else of those five that you would like to put into the side that's missing? Um, I'm going to go outside of those five and say, where the hell is Jake Simpkin? He's the um, one I'd like to see on the bench instead of um, Peachy. Peachy... There is the is the um, the selection that has absolutely done my head in. That's uh, that one. Yeah, that one's a puzzler. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with Anthony. I mean, we're just talking about trying to fit halves in, but Jock Madden, I definitely, I still, yeah, I, I, I want to see him. I'm going to crack. Maybe yeah, North Queensland heat might suit him too. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see Jock as well. Uh, Rachel on Facebook said, Peachy, why? Can you answer that, Rob? The only thing I can answer that with is probably what everyone's been saying about Brooks, which I don't understand with Brooks because we know what Brooks can offer. Maybe they're playing Peachy because they've told him he can go negotiate elsewhere. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing no one, no, no one wants him. 
literally no one wants him. So maybe if he comes on for 20 or 30 minutes and, and can play a bit of his better football, you know, some club might say, well, hang on, this guy's still got a bit to offer. We'll grab him. But with Brooks, we know what he offers every week. So we don't need to keep advertising Brooks to know what Brooks has got. But that again, if you're looking for 2023, why are you playing Peachy? So the only reason I can see is they want him to just get a bit of footy. Hopefully, you know, the Dolphins or someone like that sees him and says, you know what, this guy can add to our squad. Let's pick him up. Because right now, no one obviously wants him and no one's going to, you know, bother with him in New South Wales Cup. So I, I can't see any other logical reason for playing Peachy. It's just ridiculous if we talk about being this development club and we're playing all these guys that aren't going to be there next year. And uh, Seafarth coming back. People are starting to be out. And Seafarth, what do you boys think about, um, yeah, Big Red, Aaron? I don't mind him. I think he's got a little bit to offer off the bench. I don't think um, he's really found that spot as a starter yet but yeah give him a bit more bench time see how he goes i mean dropping matamua is probably a little bit more on the necessary side after the last few weeks he's had or the last week in particular um i think i mentioned it on monday but or yeah monday but just the footy iq didn't really seem to be there so if he's got a bit of time to develop that under benji and robbie and um whoever else is in the coaching staff then that's good for him so yeah, maybe, maybe giving Seafarth another go isn't isn't too terrible an idea. Uh, Rob, anything else in that team list that I've missed that caught your eye? No, just what, look, as I said, if we're looking for next year, you'd probably say, why is Matamua not there? And as Aaron mm. said, that, that gaping hole he left with five minutes left, um, you know, was, wasn't good and, and, and led to Penrith's winning try. So... I would say that the coaching staff have basically said to Matamua, you know what, mate, you're, you're trying hard. You're running off the back fence. We, we love what you're doing. Giving him a bit of a cuddle, but said, you know what, just we'll get you back and have another few games in New South Wales Cup. We'll give you like two or three weeks there and we'll bring you back in about a month or so. But for now, you need to learn certain aspects of your game. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason. I, and I can understand that. That's fine because you can't be leaving five metre holes, one off the ruck and getting sidestepped and not turning around. So I understand why he got dropped, but at the same time, you know, I, I still, I would have preferred him to be in first grade, but I can totally understand why they did it. So, yeah, but, yeah. but there's that, no cup this week. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, he's just, he's obviously, they recognize okay. he, he's a weakness. Yeah. Uh, righto. So prediction time, boys. Uh, the weather, wouldn't it be nice to uh, have 24 degrees weather? I've been to Townsville twice to watch the Tigers play, and, man, it's, it's just the best. It's so good going in the middle of winter, going the footy in shorts and, uh, yeah, in short sleeves. It's just absolute best. So I highly recommend anyone to go up to Townsville, stay on Magnetic Island. It um, It's a cool, cool little uh, town. Uh yeah, so weather looking good for Sunday afternoon. Very odd for Cowboys to have a Sunday afternoon. They're normally a Saturday night uh, team, but the betting a dollar oh eight for the North Queensland Cowboys and eight dollars for uh, for our Tigers, which is pretty similar to I guess when we beat Parramatta. As well, the prices were about that at Easter, weren't they? Uh, the prices when we beat Para were a little bit higher. Um, I think we went into the round at $9 to win and 
we went into the game um, after the team update an hour before kickoff at $10. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> we're favoured just a little bit more than we were then. Yeah. But it's like a cent or two difference for the Cowboys from what it was for Parra when we played, when we beat them. Uh, the line's at 19 and a half. Rob, can we keep it under 20? Jesus Christ. Oh, look, I, I don't think so, Josh, but, you know, I, I'm hoping the fact that I thought there was a lack of intensity last week that we will bounce back with some intensity. I, I You know, I know they're not going to bother you know, watching us on the podcast or whatever, but seriously, like, they played like pussycats for a lot of that game last week, and they need to be proud of that jumper. And, and you know, I, I want to be able to sit down and watch a game and think we've got a chance, but a dollar and eight is overs, mate. It should be a dollar and one, seriously. Like, they, they're going to bounce back off a loss. We're gonna we're gonna fade if we're gonna play three halves. We we I, I want to see six forwards for a start. You know we can't just be accommodating three halves just to keep players happy. So I, and with the heat up there, I think it'll it'll just you know it'll take its toll in the second half. So I'm sure we'll come out the first 15, 20 minutes and give it a red hot crack. But once the scoreboard you know gets ugly, I think it'll get uglier. Hmm. What's bank interest? What do the banks offer at the moment for interest? Uh, not as much as a dollar eight. Yeah, 8%. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, look, like uh, I say, man, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to death responsibly. Right I don't want to death right out. team. the only good thing that could come out of this if we get walloped is this three halves thing gets just canned and, and they and they bite the bullet next week and put Brooks at number 14 or, or just drop him. You know, it, look, and, and I say that with respect to Brooks because I think uh, Hastings and he played better than him last week. It's not about Brooks tried hard. I've got no issue with how he. You know, he, his effort or anything like that. He, he's just not as good as the other two blokes and we can't carry three of them in first grade. Uh, Ryan made a good point, Cap Bros. He said, at Leichhardt, I could see it, but in Townsville, there's no hope. Not even um, being mean. Yeah, but not, obviously not being... We totally agree with you, Ryan. Like, definitely the players between Leichhardt, even our other home, our home ground at Parramatta last week, Rob... And as you did definitely notice uh, that energy and attitude was very different to the week before at Leichhardt, let alone literally the furthest um, you can be from Sydney in Townsville. So, which is a pretty, um, pretty good crowd up there for the home side. So, yeah. And, um, and we didn't even get a home game against them this year, considering our, home game against them was magic round. Yeah, exactly. Um Gussie, eight bucks is better than Cardano. Is that a UFC reference again that I'm missing? Gussie? I'm What's Cardano? Sure. I don't know any of the UFC references. <laughs> uh GD Tiger back three. Luciano three tries. He's playing no, front thanks. row, so he might not be, might not play uh eighty minutes, but I mean, X players always seem to score against us. Josh Alloya got a double, so yeah, uh, it definitely, um, yeah, could be a possibility. But uh, yeah, well, prediction score score predictions, boys. Before we uh, wrap up, uh, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go forty-two six Cowboys. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go thirty-two to ten Cowboys. I reckon we can score three, maybe score three tries in that weather. I'm going to go 
thirty-six to twenty-two. I reckon we. I reckon we can go under that line, keep them within twenty. But um, yeah, as you said, I mean half. I reckon a good bet would probably be half time being unders. I don't know what the line is for half time, but yeah, the second half. Let me let me check it for you. Uh, even a first half win, maybe. But um, yeah, Kathy, where's that try coming from? I don't know. Intercept. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take an intercept try any day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Good it's, question. Probably, probably Kenny. Kenny seems to deliver yeah. every week, but but is Kenny going to be on the left or is Kenny going to be on the right? Like you just don't know what. Yeah. You, you can't. You couldn't be backing try scorers, knowing um, not knowing where our players are going to play every week. So I'd wait till the squad gets trimmed down, so you know for sure that Noffer's not playing. I mean, not Noffer will make a big difference if he comes in. He really will. We'll yeah. be starting our sets in better positions. So yeah, it'd be nice. I, I, if Brooks- be nice if Brooksy fucking kicks it to him as well. I mean, Jacko's kick to him was bang on, but Brooksy. Yeah. Jeez, uh, how beautiful was Jacko's was kick to um, Kenny last weekend? Need more of that. I, and Kenny, Rob- Kenny's effort after he caught the ball, mate. Kenny, Kenny had four blokes on him, and found a way to twist and turn and get the ball down on the ground. Like there was some effort there from individuals. It just wasn't there collectively the whole game. Rob, did I? I don't know if you remembered. As soon as. Jacko had the ball in his hands. Do you remember what I was screaming out? You were screaming out a lot of things, Josh, that I had to yeah. feel. <laughs> it wasn't a swear word. I was screaming out, come on, Ken, come on. Like, before I even kicked him, like, come on, Ken. Like, just, yeah. it's, the fucking, the guy's unreal at that. I don't know why we don't try it more often. But, yeah, um, I, I, honestly, I reckon he would have scored two or three if Kenny played on the left last week, especially yeah. opposite opposite a much shorter Staines and having Robert Jennings on that side. I think I think our left edge would have carved him up. To be fair, so I was just pissed off that we swapped um swapped our edges around. Yeah, Shuey, one try from Kenny, one from AD. I mean, AD, man, I feel I feel for him. Just that try he scored was just last week was just pure want. Like he took off before the... he got the ball, Josh. He took off before yeah. he got the ball. He wanted that so badly, and yeah. he, he's just a tiger through and through. And you know, he, he's unfortunately he's going to have to be doing that all night. And I just don't think he can do it on his own. Like he, he needs everyone else to get around him. Yeah. Uh, Gus, he said Cardano is a cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah, taking the piss out of me saying it's a UFC fighter. <laughs> uh, sorry, Gussie. I. Two things I don't know about, cryptocurrency and, uh, and UFC. Sorry, buddy. Um, uh, so the I think, halftime I think the... handicap. What was that as? The halftime handicap is just nine and a half. So yeah, I don't within, mind that. Within 10 at halftime. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the weather's going to be like up there too. So, I mean, unless you guys know already, but. You don't see my screenshot there. Good conditions. Oh, sorry. Oh, you can't. You're on the phone. Yeah, 24, 24, partly cloudy. Oh no, no. Anyway, let's let's see how we go. (laughs) Come on, tigers. Play like tigers, not like pussy cats. Come on. Yeah. Do either of you have a pick for an anytime try scorer? I can tell you what their odds are. <laughs> no, I definitely, definitely like you know for value. I like Nanai. It's your kind of Nanai fucking cowboy squad. Yeah, yeah the, just the hook, run the by hooker one. and the fullback. <laughs> the hooker and the fullback. Uh, Clint, anyone, anyone mention my halftime kick? Is this who was kicking in the bin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned I, that. I mentioned it. Yeah, 
How did he go, by the way? I don't even remember paying attention to it. I remember his first one. Was, missed, I, yeah, missed the first three. one was close. I think the fir- I think the last one from f- the furthest away was the closest. It was the one yeah. that had the crowd going, ooh. It, it was hard to tell because we were sitting perpendicular to you because we are at the halfway. Because it was kind of hard to work out. Um, the distance looked pretty pretty good. On the te- technique, seemed to be... Seemed to be pretty good. Had a bit of a the backspin, AFL backspin on it, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. That's hard, but um, yeah, not you, Clint. That's all right, Clint. Brooksy wouldn't have done any better anyway, mate. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably got closer than yeah half the team would have. Just kind of on that, just a bit of a tangent. The I don't know if you guys have ever watched both NFL and NBA. Their All Star slash uh, what's the NFL one called? Uh, Pro Bowl, they do like a skills challenge thing. Yeah. And in like the Pro Bowl, they have like a moving car with the target and the quarterbacks got to hit it. And then they have like, they have all these competitions. Why the NRL hasn't thought of doing this? Like, just, I don't know, feel like the NBA's got the three point contest. We should have a field goal contest. Like, there's so many cool games you could make. And it's the TikTok slash Instagram era highlights and stuff like it's good when you do the all-star game have skills challenges like sure Josh, it's gonna back, be back in the um mid to late 70s we actually had something at Leichhardt Oval uh that you know the, the whoever ran the comp back then I think it was it might have been the New South Wales rugby league or ARL whoever it was it was called the League Olympics and they yeah right and and they actually did what you're talking about so it was like who had the biggest kick who had the longest goal line dropout Hmm. Um, I can't remember it all because I was only quite young at the time. But, uh, yeah, they did do that once. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see who's got the biggest kick and all that sort of thing. So we could do something like that. It, it, it'd be perfect to do when you've got, like, State of Origin weekend and, and stuff like that when, you, when you've got a void to fill uh, or, you know, yeah. put, it on, put it on before or, you know, just have a separate day for it or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just watched the baseball one yesterday. So that was, that was cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on this. Yeah, the home run. Uh, yeah, the home run derby. Derby. Yeah, that was really cool. Bring uh, in the grand yeah, final sprint like the AFL have. Yeah, the other thing with sprint, I guess, maybe someone could... If you Tom Travoy it, you might pull a hammy or something. But, yeah. There's, yeah <laughs> no, no, sprint, no, no, there's... Did, you see, um, did you see Benji this week with Patty Richards and, uh, and Steve Roach? I, I actually forgot about Pat Richards' 70-plus metre dropout on the full. I'd actually yeah. totally forgotten about. It. I can't believe anyone could do a drop kick that went that far. It was ridiculous. It just that went was... so high up, and it looked like the it was never kick. coming down that ball. Yeah, it was the perfect kick. It really he had the was. fifty-five meter penalty goal. That I said. Like I remember, yeah. I remember in the League Olympics, uh, Mark Harris did a goal line dropout. So if you're watching on TV from the, you know, the, the uh, what would it be, the southern side. And it went 75 metres, but it probably bounced about 15 or 20 metres. And, yeah, like, right. Paddy Richards just carried this one on the full 70. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, is he in any relation to Gus Harris, Rob? Uh, definitely definitely not. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Lake Mark Harris, he was, a, he was a great rooster from the mid-70s, and he passed away, I think it was last year. Uh, so, okay. yeah, great player. Uh, he, actually played, he actually played American football for a, a season or so, uh, Josh. He's, he's, he's kick, his kicking was that good. He actually, I think he played yeah. for a Canadian uh, gridiron team. So, yeah, they, they definitely recognise his talent. In the Canadian Football League? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, that's probably the Canadian, Canadian Football League probably pays as good a wages as the uh, NRL. Oh, well, they were on a few hundred dollars a year back in the mid 70s, mate. It was nothing. Yeah, true. Like yeah. 1000 or 2000. So, yeah. Uh, righto. That's uh, just about does us for the show for the night. Thank you to everyone tuning in. Uh, I assume Para lost, boys. I've got a TV. In this yeah, 36 14. Good. Incredible. Suck 36 14. Doesn't uh, bode well when we play the Broncos next week. Yeah, yeah no, well, I like up, up on their turf again. If there's there's two teams will support West Tigers and whoever's playing Parramatta. Uh, <laughs> next show Monday night we'll review this game. Fingers crossed it's not an absolute shit show. We, we're sick of being negative. We uh, give us something good to talk about, boys. Um, yes, we don't want to stop sounding depressed and bagging the team. And as Rob said, hit the fast forward button for uh, for next season, but. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone in the comments tonight, boys. Thanks again spending your an hour and yeah, hour and twenty minutes tonight. Pretty, we're getting better at the uh, at the times, guys. We're about we're about one rugby league game for an episode <laughs> recently. No, uh, no more Joe Rogan two hour specials. So uh, we'll see everyone Monday night. Thanks, legends. Uh, everyone, drop it in the comments. Oh, put the beat us to us. Stewie's already beat us to it. On you, Stewie. Uh, as always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. For listening to another episode of the West Life podcast, as always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season. Mondays and Thursdays so we're going to as the season rolls in uh, be sure to catch us every week and if you can give us a like on the socials so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook and if you'd like to take part in the show uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife it's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show We'll see you again next time on the West Life Podcast.